It's Robin Marshall, America's number one sugar mom. This is one of my craziest stories yet. Now, you know how I'm involved on dating sites, and I've told you different stories about different men that I've met. Obviously, I've never used anyone's name. I've never told you where anyone is from. I do respect people's privacy. But I also feel that it's worthwhile for me to share my experiences with you, whoever might be listening, because it's always a learning experience, or you get to be a part of what I call Robin's World. I was on a dating site about four or five days ago, and somebody wrote me a message, and this person did not have a picture with his profile. And normally, I just ignore those because... If you're on a dating site, for goodness sake, your first impression is what you look like. And the second impression would be your profile name. And then you get into reading the profile itself. Well, I'm looking at a blank square. And I wrote the guy and said, I'm really not interested. Thanks for writing. But I only talk to people that put their pictures up. All right. So, you know, maybe I don't have tact at times. But it's the way it is. And why would I waste my time talking to somebody that I don't want to talk to? Anyway, he responds by saying, I keep my picture off of here because every time I put it up, I'm bombarded with messages. And now I'm thinking, well, so here he is, Mr. La-di-da. He thinks he's all that. And now I especially don't want anything to do with him. And I wrote back and I said, I'm sorry for your problem. Best of luck in your search. The next thing I see, he puts a picture up and he writes me and he goes, there, you see, I'm for real. Now, what would you do in this moment? Would you think to yourself, that's not his picture? I mean, am I jaded by these dating sites at this point? I don't know. Or would you think to yourself, how nice of him to have done that? Like, he must be really interested in me. Why? I don't know. I've not talked to him. I've only said things that lean towards a negative tone. So I felt almost obligated at that point to respond and stimulate some sort of conversation. I mean, I owed him. He put his picture up. (laughs) How crazy is this? Okay, so I asked him. What is it that you're looking for? And his response was, you. I find you to be very interesting. Well, again, I'm taken aback. He is very direct. Then he asked me for my phone number. I'm thinking now this is a little bit quick. He jumps from no picture to full face, full figure picture to asking me for my phone number and telling me he's very interested in me. Now, what would you do? Would you take the bait? Would you think to yourself that maybe there is a possibility that there's something so intriguing about yourself that you have stimulated somebody else enough to be this forward and reach out to you in the way they have? No, we wouldn't. But a little piece of me did. Because I really do believe in fairy tales. And his picture wasn't bad at all. I mean, it was stupid. He put those stupid sunglasses on, but at least it was a picture, right? There's always a little bit of hope. Anyway, we continued our conversation online. I said to him, just, you know, let me get my sea legs with you first, please. 
And he said, I'm really not the type of person that likes to text a lot or, you know, write on the site. He says, I really would like to call you. And I let him know that I was working and that I would be done in about an hour. It was about five o'clock. I gave him my number. Sue me. Call me stupid. Call me whatever name you want. I decided to go for it. And I gave it to him. All 10 numbers. Area code and phone number. One hour later, on the dot, he calls me. And he is the nicest guy. Very personable. Told me that he found my profile to be really, really different and refreshing. And he could tell that I just had a lot on the ball. And I mean, he didn't say one thing negative and everything to light me up. Everything. I felt like I was Cinderella. (laughs) He just made me feel so nice. I said, so where do you live? And he tells me he's got three different locations that he lives out of. And at that point, he was in Oklahoma. I said, oh, another one of these long distance things in my head. Of course, I didn't say it to him. So I went along for the ride for a little bit longer. And I said, well, you know, honestly, I'm only interested in somebody that's nearby. I really thought you lived in the Dallas area. He says, well, one of my homes is in the Dallas area. He says, I just had to go out here for a 10-day work period where I had to do some work on a ranch and some work on one of my houses over here. I've got some rental properties I had to check on. And the list goes on, and I'm just listening. And I'm wondering, if I were a guy... And I was that interested in a woman. Would I stop in the middle of that trip? If he is saying what he means and means what he is saying, would I, if I were him, stop my trip and come back to Dallas to meet the woman he thinks is the woman of his dreams? Well, I just kept quiet and he kept telling me the things he was doing. And I replied with, yeah, well, that's really interesting. And you sound like you've got a lot going on. And he stopped me and he said, wait, I'm coming to see you on Wednesday. Now, this was Sunday. I said, what do you mean? He says, I am not going to wait and let this opportunity slip through my fingers. He says, I know we're right for each other. I just know it. Now, how do you argue with somebody that says that? Because I've felt that before. I know the feeling when you just know somebody's right for you. Whether the other person knows it is a whole different story, but when the both of you can sort of make that work together, it's like magic. So I kept my mouth shut. Yes, it was one of those rare moments. I kept my mouth shut. He continued, I'm not kidding. He says, on Wednesday, I'm going to be at one of my places that's about an hour away from an airport, and I'm going to hop on the plane and come see you for the day. Well, be still my beating heart. I wanted so badly to believe him. Oh my God, did I want to believe. I said, well, you know, if I were you, I would have done the same thing. And I give you a lot of credit. So why don't we talk when it's a little closer to Wednesday? You see how I tried to shuffle that along because I really didn't believe, but I wanted to believe and I wanted to string him along just to see if he really would stick. Now you know how many brain cells I've lost from this dating world. Well, over the next few days, 
He would call me in the morning. He called me in the afternoon. He'd call at night just to let me know he was thinking about me. And we had all kinds of conversation. And I kept waiting for that call. You know, Robin, I'm really sorry. I wanted to try and make it work. I can't make it. Every time I'd see his picture show up on my phone when he'd call, I would expect that conversation. Instead, I got the opposite. Honey, I can't wait to see you. Sweetie, you have no idea what you have done to my world. And my head is just spinning in circles. Well, I told a friend of mine that I met this guy and that this was going on, but I wasn't really sure if I believed it, as I'm telling you. I was waiting for Wednesday, and I didn't want to say anything to anybody, but I just happened to say it to this friend of mine. And then my daughter called and asked me what was new, and I told her the same thing. And she says to me, Mom, are you sure you should be seeing somebody that you've never met in your life to let him come to your house? And it was the first time that it was put in proper perspective. I wasn't even worried about him coming into my house, a perfect stranger. I was worried he wouldn't show up. Now... What's wrong with this picture? So as the mother, I said to my daughter, there's nothing to worry about. Chances are he may not come. She says, it doesn't sound that way to me, mom. I said, you know what? Let's just live the dream. Let's just see what happens. I'll live no matter which way it goes. Cool. Mom. That's what I got. The days have gone by. And guess what today is? Wednesday. I've heard from him several times today. He missed the first flight. (laughs) And I expected it to be done right there because of the cynic I've become. That's still the little girl that believes in fairy tales. He called me back again. He said he had to drive to another airport (gasps) to catch a different flight because there were mechanical problems on the original flight. And I'm still sitting here tapping my toe going, "Mm mm-hmm, you know I want you to be here. You know I want this to happen, right? Like I've been waiting for this for a long ass time. Don't put me up against the wall the last minute. Well, here I sit. It is 3.23 and this man wrote me and said, the flight shows that it's on time. It's leaving at 4.23. 56 seats open. Maybe I'll get first class, LOL. So I'm still doubting when he's telling me he's on the flight. And I don't think I'll believe him until he rings my bell. And yes, I gave him my address. Listen, I have two dogs. (laughs) One is six pounds, one is seven. Between the two of them, they can protect me if some lunatic walks in my house. Right? And I know how to call 911. But there's some piece of me in here that really believes this is about to happen. And that's the way it's going to stay. Until I'd give him till seven o'clock. If he's not here by seven o'clock, I know I was had. And I'll be so sad. And I'll probably be even more mad at myself. But I'll let you know one way or the other. In fact, I might take a break here and come back tomorrow 
and fill you in on the rest right on this same podcast. Or if he doesn't show up, I'll come back tonight and you'll hear my poor little depressed voice instead of my what's up, what's happening, I'm a little nervous voice. Here's what I think. We all have to believe in magic and glitter and fairies and fairy tales and stardust and love at first sight and making things happen, helping them along. You can't just sit back. I was sitting back for too long. Maybe I was just overdue. I don't know. But if it happens and he is who I think he is, I'm going to come running. You might even hear about me on the news crazy woman in Dallas, Texas, running down the street with hearts falling and flowing out of her body as she screams, it happened. It worked. It's him. I met him. I found him. I found him. Wouldn't we all love to be able to say those words? I found him. I found someone to belong to, to belong with, that's mine, that I've been looking for for a long time. All right. Before I get myself really crazed and really worked up as if I'm not enough already, I'm going to sign off here and I'll come back and I'll let you know what happened. Oh, the things I get myself involved in. If it's not one of my kids, my dog, my boss, my job, the men in my life, I don't know how people even deal with me, to be honest with you. Then again, I make for an entertaining life. We'll see. I'll be back. Promise. It's Robin Marshall, Sugar Mom. Hold everything. While I was busy listening back to this podcast, I received a text guess what the text was. It was a picture. (laughs) Because I told him I was in the middle of making a podcast about him. And the fact that I didn't believe he was going to show up. I told him that. And so about 15 minutes later, I got this text with a picture of a plane ticket with a date stamped today. Hmm. I feel so big and mighty now. (laughs) To be honest with you, I'm now a nervous freaking wreck. What am I supposed to do with this strange man in my house that I can't wait to meet? (laughs) Okay, I'll still let you know how it goes. All right, I'm really signing off now for real, but I'll be back. Bye. It's Robin. Sugar mom, if you don't hear from me, call the police. Before I begin to tell you what happened with my mystery man, I want to remind you that this whole Sugar Mom podcast stems from a book that I wrote called The Diary of a Sugar Mom. It's a very emotionally intriguing, stimulating, compelling read. And you can pick it up if you'd like on my website, sugarmom.net. I would say go to Amazon and get it, but I've seen on Amazon, and I don't know how this is happening, but they're pricing that book for hundreds of dollars, sometimes even over a thousand. So I have a feeling somebody got into the system and is hacking certain accounts. So if you go to my site, you can get the audiobook, the ebook, 
or the paperback book. The paperback book has pictures in it too. But I would love for you to read just how this all began. And I really do think that you'd enjoy the book. It's called The Diary of a Sugar Mom. You can get it at sugarmom.net. And on my site, you'll see pictures and blogs and videos and all kinds of fun things. So help yourself. It's sugarmom.net. Now, on with the story. You talk about having faith in someone. Think about it from this guy's perspective. He got on a plane driving an hour to get to the airport only to find out that the plane was mechanically challenged, drove another two and three quarter hours to get to another airport, and then was told they had a 45-minute delay. (laughs) So this has now become an all-day excursion for this man who's never met me in his life. So it's not just me that's sitting here whining and complaining and not wanting to believe and wanting to believe. Picture him. He doesn't know what I really look like. He's thinking I'm telling the truth by the pictures I've sent. And sure, we've had many conversations, but imagine his expression if he walked in on something that he wasn't expecting. He put himself out there. Well, he had a 45-minute delay upon leaving. He finally landed, and I'm still of the mindset, Yes, I saw the ticket. Yes, it said somebody's name, which it wasn't the name he told me. And I asked him about it. I forgot to tell you that. He says, no, 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 that's my full name. I go by my middle name. It was just like one more little red flag that peeked up from behind the back of my head, you know, (laughs) half-mast. And he lands. He lands at DFW, rents a car, puts in this GPS, my address, which you've already yelled at me for giving to him in the first place. But how else was my imaginary friend going to find me? And don't you know, now it's 7 o'clock when he was supposed to have gotten here at 4.35 o'clock. The GPS takes him to the wrong part of Dallas. (laughs) As if it couldn't be any worse for this poor soul. He writes me and he says, took me to somewhere near White Rock Lake. I'm 10 miles away and I should be there soon. I don't know how he pulled it off. I really don't. I would have lost my shit a long time ago if I were him. I stood there glued to my door peephole, just looking out for a good five minutes. I mean, I finally was at the point where I believed he was coming. I really believed it. And the dog stood at the door with me. (laughs) And I kept talking to them saying, yes, we have a friend coming over, a play date. Be nice when this man walks in. Do you hear me? No barking. I see lights coming around the corner from my little peephole. He calls me and says, I think I'm in front of your house. My God, it was true. The man did it. From 10 o'clock in the morning until 7.45 at night, he traveled to meet a woman he'd never met, only talked to on the phone for two, three days, and pulled into my driveway. God bless his soul. I'm going to tell you right now, even if I didn't like what he looked like, or he had a bad attitude, which I would have picked up on in the first place, but even if there was something about him that stood out like a sore thumb that I didn't like, I wouldn't have cared because he made such a grand effort to get to me. He came to me. 
I opened my door. I had on a nice black dress, tight black dress and heels. <laughs> it's the least I could have done. He came out of his car, opened that driver's door, and he looked at me and I looked at him and I just threw my arms around him. I can't tell you how he restored my faith in men. I didn't even know that my faith was wavering, but it was. I held on to him. I mean, I don't think I've given somebody a hug that hard in such a long time because I really meant every ounce of that squeeze. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being real, for going out of your way, for doing this for me, not just for you. You came to me. Well, he came in. The dogs liked him, <laughs> which is highly unusual. Most men, they run and hide and don't want anything to do with. And uh, we sat down, poured us a couple shots of tequila. He started to unwind, and we just started to laugh and talk and enjoy each other. He gave me a kiss, which was really, really nice. You know, it was unpretentious. It wasn't one of those, I got you now, we're going to go and I'm going to have my way with you kind of kiss. It wasn't like that. It was just, wow, I'm really happy to meet you. That kind of kiss. <laughs> and the rest of the night, we spent together and just really had a good time. Do I think I'm going to marry him? No, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ever going to get married. Would I like to spend more time with him? Yes, and I think I will, if I have my way. You know, the first night is always nerve-wracking or jittery, even if you're sitting across a table from each other having a drink, just getting to know each other's rhythms. You know, speech patterns. It's learning somebody all over again, a brand new somebody. But I couldn't help but look at him with that look. I knew how much he did to get here. I couldn't get past it. I was thinking, I mean, this kind of stuff only happens in romance novels. What man do you know that would pick himself up from the middle of a project, get himself on a plane, go meet somebody knowing that he only has one night and he's got to be back to his work the next morning. Who does that? Huge props to this man. Huge. Bigger than huge. Like, I love you this much. You know how you hold your arms out? Well, as I'm talking to you, my arms are spread all the way out. Past my fingertips, that's how big the props are I offer to this guy. So now we see what happens next. <laughs> It's the dating game. But at least I know he's a giver. And he's got character. And if he decides he doesn't want to see me, I know it has to be for a real good reason. He wouldn't just frivolously stop seeing me or be one of those guys that's like what they call a ghost or ghosting. He wouldn't do that to me. He would always tell me the truth. But we'll see. That's all I can say. We'll see. And... As I sit here and I go through it all in my mind, it brings me back to the reason I'm here in the first place. As sugar mom, the definition of sugar mom is a woman who wants to live her life less ordinary than somebody else. 
somebody that wants to take chances and risks and try new things. No matter the age, you could be 75 years old and want to go climb a mountain. You could be 60 and want to go on vacation all by yourself. If you put yourself out there and you try new things, something's gonna stick. Just keep on keeping on. Put yourself on the limb. Take that chance. What is life without risk? Make yourself as good as you can be. And never expect to be perfect. Just be as good as you can get. Nobody likes to be known as ordinary, right? If you wear brown and gray, stop. Start wearing colors. Throw on a red dress. Put on some pink lipstick. Get yourself a pair of green high heels. Do something that makes yourself stand out, even if you just wear it in your own home. Catch a glimpse of yourself in the mirror and see what the colors can do for your soul. Brings out passion. That's the whole part of being a sugar mom. Don't ignore your passion. Relish in it. Expand upon it. Be a real sugar mom. Have that swagger and moxie. You deserve it. We deserve to be recognized for that moxie. (laughs) And so every once in a while, we'll get pushed down to the ground. We'll pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off, and put on another color. And there you have it, my friend. I took a chance. He took a chance. And it was a rarity, but it worked. I'd love to hear if you've done something like this. If you have, what a story it would be to share with our friends that are listening. Write me right there on iTunes in that little box. Leave me your email address and I'll write you back. Or you could write me if you'd like to be more private about it. Write me at robinmarshallsugarmom at gmail.com. robinmarshallsugarmom at gmail.com. Let me put you on the air so you can tell your story. How much fun would it be? Really? We'd be like two teenagers again, exchanging notes. (laughs) Anyway, if you haven't subscribed, I'd really appreciate it if you just click that stupid little button that says subscribe to the Sugar Mom Podcast. This way I can talk to you every week and you won't have to come finding me because I'll just find you. Go to my website too, sugarmom.net. What a hoot. There are videos that'll make you laugh out loud, blogs that will make you a little bit teary-eyed, some will make you laugh, lots of pictures, just lots of fun. There's even a store where you can buy my book, The Diary of a Sugar Mom. I did the audio version. So if you're not sick of hearing me by now, you might enjoy that version. I also have an ebook if you just want to read from your computer. And there's a really nice paperback book that has pictures in it too. And it's a book that I think you'll really get into. You'll enjoy it. It's stimulating. Really makes you think. The Diary of a Sugar Mom. Have a wonderful day. I hope you enjoyed my story. I mean, it was true. Every single word I said was the truth. Just an amazing story, right? I'm so glad that you let me share it with you. Until next time, it's Robin Marshall. Thank you for listening and being there for me. I'm known as Sugar Mom. And I'd like it if you were known as Sugar Mom, too.